With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I can tell you who the happiest man in Australia is right now who follows football, and that is Spencer Pryor, because the Premier League's nearly back, nearly back. How are you, Treacle? Can't wait, mate. Because <laughs> I'm a bit excited, because we have had a wonderful World Cup. It has been phenomenal, but it's time to get back to the proper football. <laughs> we will ask you about that. And, go, oh, by sorry, the go way, on, go on. and now we've got a club World Cup. How good is that going to be? <laughs> the 32 team World Cup club World yep. Cup yeah you happy about that or not yeah but I, you, you, whether we get any European teams in there I'm not so sure but I'm very happy <laughs> for it I think it'd be fantastic I think it'll be good for this part of the world um, let's talk uh, the World Cup and of course you, you're going to be at the Women's World Cup potentially with Papua New Guinea next year the new coach of Papua New Guinea. We've quite, wow. Mate, we've got quite a bit to do yet, trust <laughs> me. Um, no, we've got the we've got World Cup qualifiers. So the qualifiers are still going on. They won Oceania Championship. And uh-huh. obviously, Chris, New Zealand have qualified as hosts, a bit like Australia. Um, we got a spot, uh, half a spot, which gives us a chance at the qualifiers, which are being hosted in uh, uh, Auckland in February. So. Brilliant. They ask if I go in and support them. They've, we're essentially got to try and do in three and a half months what the other teams have spent three and a half years preparing for. So easy, easy. Back to the wall, back <laughs> to the wall, and um, yeah, it'll be a great challenge. But the girls, are, the girls are half decent. But we've um, we've we've had them based in Sydney for the last month. Um, they'll go home for Christmas. And then we go down to New Zealand in January. Hope you've learned the anthem. Um, let's talk about uh, the Men's World Cup. Uh, Argentina, of course, champions for the first time since 1986. Uh, Leo Messi, of course, the hero. Uh, d- does this yeah. end the debate about the greatest ever? What's your view on this? It seems to be a topic that's doing the rounds everywhere at the moment. Yeah, I'm not buying into it. Sorry. <laughs> ever. Yeah. Ever. Well, ahead of Pelé and Maradona. If if Messi had played in days when you could go through the back of people and just not even get a yellow card, <laughs> I'm not sure he would have survived uh... and, as, and have been as good as Pelé. So I think Pelé still sits at the top. Mm-hmm. Messi, would be very, Messi would be very close as a, a, a current footballer under the current regulations. But... I, I'm, I don't think you can compare, and it's not right to compare generations. No, good. Um, I would say under the current footballers, he's the he's the best. But the goat, I think goat is a term that's used um, too loosely. Right. Not a Ma- not a Maradona Pele. fan then. Pele. Okay. No Maradona. Go on, no, Broski. No, not Maradona. <laughs> 
He's, no, not after the hand of God. No chance. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was going to come up. Go on, Broski. Spanner, what about yeah. the final itself, mate? I mean, oh. look, my memory is shocking, so that could be why I can't remember many others. But, you know, I mean, a few <laughs> that stand out. Brazil's win, 1970. Maradona's Argentina winning in 86. The drama between Italy and France in 2006. I mean, is this the greatest final that you've ever seen? Broski, do you remember 1970? I don't remember 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a yeah. It's it's um, it's the best final I've ever seen, mm. and I think as a tournament, it's the best tournament I've probably seen. Um, if we take out, if if we can get away from the politics of the human rights and the stuff that's gone on off the pitch. It's the best football tournament that we've seen. Given given that it was played probably, you know, that it's played during the winter period for the European teams. They're at their peak fitness. The other teams have just finished. We don't have that month where teams are all out of season and they're preparing. It was full on. The football was epic. Mm. Um, you know, from a football side, Argentina just smashed them for, you know, for the start. France just showed real resilience. And I, I think, Across the tournament, the the, bet, the right team won. Everybody wanted it to be messy, and everybody got on the messy showboat. And 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 I'm look. I I think from from day one, they the most dangerous team in the tournament. Mm. You know, the Socceroos had a great game against them. Let's be fair, but they were they were the outstanding team of the tournament. They really were. They played great football. Um, I saw England got the fair play award because they only had one booking. I uh, think at, least, at least we won something. Mate, I just think had home. about 16 <laughs> bookings. So they were tough, resilient. They knew how to win. They weren't afraid to put tackles in and they were they were dominant with the ball and without the ball. Can you, can you tell that Spenner was corner. a central defender back in the day? <laughs> yeah. hey? We didn't Look, get enough yellow you. cards. I'll tell you how good a tournament it was, right? My daughter, the youngest one, she has hated football. She's a basketballer. But now, she said to me the other day, she said, Dad, I've, I love football. I love it. I've wow. watched all the games in the World Cup. That's what this game's about, right? That's what that's the magic of it. And that's what a tournament like this can do. So, mm. I've converted one of my own into now a football fan which means it was a great tournament. Brilliant. Um, I, I want to ask you about the penalty shootouts. Um, I don't know if you've seen, the, there's a thread on social media today uh, that has basically broken down every penalty faced by Emiliano Martinez, the Argentina goalkeeper. It's, mm. it's quite brilliant. And it shows yep. that before every penalty, he did something just a little bit different to try and uh, gain the psychological upper hand. Um, and it, it's it's fascinating stuff. I, I don't know if you've been involved in penalty shootouts or, or even you, Broski. I'm sure you must have been at some point during your career. Did you uh, did you go into this depth of detail or was it a different era back in your day? Completely different era in, uh, in our day. We would have practiced penalties mm. and I would have been the very, very last. I think the kit man would have taken one before me. <laughs> <laughs> but we we would have gone and practiced them, but it does go to uh, a, a completely new level now in terms of the preparation, the work with the goalkeeper coaches do with the keepers, um, sports psychologists are doing different things, preparing players and preparing goalkeepers completely, so 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 they're ready for the moment. And and 
look, across the tournament, it was it was always so close. There was always a chance it was going to go to penalties anyway. Even though it was such a thrilling final, it it, it was it, it was um. It was kind of meant to be that it would come down to penalties, right? And the, the the minutest of details in terms of preparation, they they wouldn't want to go into it now. Given the money that goes into it, they they want to make sure all, all those bases are covered. So yeah, we wouldn't have done it in our day, um, not to the level it's done now. You'd have just stepped up and wellied it. Um, <laughs> let's uh, finish off by <laughs> by just talking very briefly uh, about the restart yeah. of the Premier League. Of course, it gets back underway on uh, Boxing Day. I think Arsenal are five points clear, uh, but they've lost Gabriel Jesus, who's had surgery after an injury picked up at the World Cup. How how damaging could that be potentially? I think it's going to take a few weeks, Simon, just to work out who's what and where. Right, so. Players are all going to come back in. Club, they'll, they'll rest players. You know, they'll, they'll across the board. The clubs will rest players, um, and it will, you know, you know the, the the Christmas period in January. It's it's normally very very busy schedule. So the clubs are going to manage. It won't just be going straight back in. Bang! There's your starting eleven. It will be a different eleven. It will be a squad rotation thing at the start. I think players will find their way back in. Some will be given longer time to recover. Those who were out of the tournament a little bit earlier, like the England players, they'll all go straight back in, whereas the mm. French and Argentinians, they'll, they'll take longer. They'll, they'll give them another an extra two weeks off. Yeah. So it's going to take time to see where everybody's at. January, and, and I think that will show the depth of squads. So losing Jesus is a, is a big loss for Arsenal, but... You know they've they've got good depth outside of that, but I think um, I'm looking forward to seeing where Man City are at actually, and uh, seeing what they do, the damage they do when they come back at the start. Well, Erling Haaland's had a nice rest, hasn't he? Um, he has. So we'll see he how he goes. Uh, City play mm-hmm. Liverpool in the Carabao Cup. Uh, we'll see what sort of teams they put out for that one. Hey, Spam, we've got to go. Uh, thanks, mate. We're back to normal next week. Talking about Premier League full time. Can't wait. Take care, guys. Lovely to talk to you. Cheers, Spencer. That's uh, Spencer Pryor. Off to another quick break. On the other side of it, we will talk women's football with Alicia Carnabas.